What's going on? Welcome to Life's a Trip podcast. I'm Dave. And I am Chase. And uh, on this podcast, we explore all kinds of stuff, all the, the weird and winding individual paths that we all walk in life. Uh, our conversations range from mindfulness and relationships. All the way to psychedelic spirituality, and a whole bunch of weird, crazy, fun stuff. Yeah, and uh, we just we look at basically what it means to be anything at all. Or not. Or not. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, and I hope that you enjoy. Love you guys. See you on the other side. Peace. Who am I? 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 Who the fuck? Who the fuck am I? Who am I? Who are you? Welcome to episode five of Life's a Trip podcast. I'm Dave, and my partner Chase is still up in Ohio. Uh, He will be moving down here early in February, if all goes well, and uh, we will get together on a podcast then, but until then, we're recording individually. Um, Today, I was actually going to record with a friend of mine here in Asheville uh, who had to change their plans, so uh, I'm pivoting, and I'm recording an episode by my lonesome here at my house out in the woods. And kind of kind of scary, which I'll get into in a little bit. Um, but yeah, in this podcast, I talk about who I am. I figure if you guys are listening to me and you don't already know me, or even for those of you who do know me, um, this might be an opportunity for me to speak in a way at length about who I am without feeling, well, with some nervousness, but uh, I I certainly don't have a lot of platforms to just talk, so we'll see how it goes. Either way, thanks for tuning in, thanks for listening, thanks for giving me some of your time, and I hope that this episode brings some value to you. It'll be a little bit of uh, about me, a little bit of storytelling, a little bit of um, talking about the year to come. Yeah, so without further ado... Here's episode five of Life's a Trip. Enjoy. So shortly before hitting record on this episode, I was digging through my boxes of books sitting in my closet here in my room looking for an old journal in search of a quote, something to start this off on, start to start this podcast off on this little by myself talking to you, the listener. And I wanted to find something maybe profound or insightful from past journals that I've written. I've been writing journals for, uh, turns out over eight years now, Since 2012 was my first journal, so I've got a big stack of books um, boxed away. And so I open up this box that I haven't opened in a while and uh, dig in there, and my at least one of my journals is actually covered in mold. <laughs> it's kind of gross. I could smell it before I even opened it. And uh, I thought that was an interesting 
interesting thing to come upon. In the search for something profound or insightful from my past, I came up with a handful of moldy old books. And uh, I was flipping through them. But, you know, of course I could find something if I looked far enough in that was uh, meaningful to share with you. But the reality is uh, looking to the past isn't really going to serve me that much. Uh, yes, it can inform where I stand today, and it really has shaped who I am. But who I am now is uh, a much more complex thing than some little line of text from a moldy journal that I've found from years ago. And uh, it's interesting, as I sit down to record by myself, this imposter syndrome narrative kind of pops up of like, who the fuck am I to feel like I have something to share? Enough so that I record a podcast and, and put it out there like, hey guys, listen to me talk about things that I know or things that I think and uh, assume that you, you give a shit. Um, yeah, it's like, who, who the fuck are you, Dave? Who the fuck are you? And as I've been thinking about that over the last day or two, um, I was like, you know what? That's a good question. Who am I? And that's something that I've thought a lot about. And it's something that I've put a lot of energy into uh, cultivating. It's like discovering who I am in this world and how I move and um, lining up what I know about myself in a way that uh, hopefully translates into my relationships. So, yeah, it's, it's strange, though. It's There's this fear, this fear of, like, judgment from others, of me sharing myself in this way, of speaking my mind at length and either having you turn off the podcast or tune out, ignore me, scoff at me, listen and and hear what I have to say and just be like, man, this guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Which you are absolutely allowed to do. That's, that is that is within the realm of experience that's possible. But there's still a fear. There's a fear of judgment. And I'm not sure exactly where that comes from. Perhaps that's part of the human condition is fear of rejection or abandonment or being ignored by our tribe. Growing up in a big family, I have six siblings. Um, we always... All of my siblings and I all had to find ways to get attention from our parents and from one another. And I think that's carried out into the rest of our lives. And I'd imagine that's the same for most people. You know, not everybody grows up in a big family, but on some level, we all find our ways in the world of, of getting attention and validation and receiving love from those around us, whether it be through uh, being funny or being good listeners, or being academically successful, or being athletic. You know, there's, there's ways that we move and we are reinforced in through receiving, hopefully, positive attention from others. We want to stand out. We want to be seen and heard and acknowledged. We want our existences to be validated by the reflection of others clapping or laughing or smiling or 
giving us a hug or saying good job. At least I know that I do. Some people are just like, leave me the fuck alone. I want to do my own thing, which is cool. I have a lot of respect for that. So, yeah, who who do I think I am? Who, who do I think I am that I can sit and hit record on this podcast um, and then put it out there for you to listen to? And how does that impact you? Well, let's start with the second part. I think that by me sharing what's going on in my mind and my, my fears and my insecurities and maybe even my, my passions and things I'm excited about on this podcast specifically, but then on future podcasts and just in general by me sharing my, my innermost world, um, it is my hope that something in my words, in my message, resonates with you. And you, and you recognize a piece of yourself in me, and perhaps that inspires you to go out there and act in a, in a different way than you have, or uh, step outside your comfort zone a little bit and do something that's scary. Because this is a little scary for me. Like I, it's, it's funny to think that sitting with a headphone in my ear in a, a room by myself, in a house by myself, while my housemates are off at work, would be scary. But uh, it's not so much this moment of recording that's scary, but the reality that once I hit stop and throw together a couple files of audio and beam it out into the universe via the internet and then share it on social media, (laughs) anybody could listen to it and they could hear my words and they could uh, judge accordingly. It's an irrational fear because in reality, we're just a bunch of meat vehicles flying through the the universe on a big rock, or perhaps we're in some virtual reality thing. You know, there there are many different possibilities. And I think if you say that you know for sure, that's a... You know what? I'll tell you what. If you if you think that you know something for sure about what this reality is, I would love to hear it. Let's have you on this podcast. Let's talk about it because I'm open to whatever possibilities you present. I can wrap my brain around it. Anyways, I'm rambling. Let me introduce myself. So yeah, <laughs> I'm Dave. My last name's Kavnar. Middle name Patrick. I'm 34 years old. I was born in Ann Arbor, Michigan at St. Joe's Hospital to a big family. I have six siblings, five brothers and one sister. My uh, my mom and my dad are still together. They live in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And uh, I had a really pleasant upbringing. I was raised Roman Catholic, and uh, my childhood was rooted in the values of Catholicism and being kind to others and sharing and faith, kindness. And uh, I had a really pleasant childhood. I had everything that I needed. And that has led into the rest of my life. I, I ended up graduating high school and going to university at Western Michigan. And I studied psychology and creative writing. 
and played rugby. I had a very robust and busy social life. I worked at the cafeteria and at the party store off of campus. Almost never stopped moving. I had a lot of fun. After college, I moved out to Chicago and moved in with a, a woman that I had been dating since college. And I worked in the suburbs at a center for autism, which taught me a tremendous amount about myself and about patience and connection. And after two years of doing that, my, my girlfriend at the time and I were both pretty exhausted from our jobs. She worked uh, downtown Chicago at um, doing financial analysis for a big company. And, um, yeah, we were ready for a change. We began looking at teaching overseas in, in somewhere in Asia and ended up settling on Taiwan. We ended up going through a recruiting company and finding a job over there and uh, went for two years. And in that time, our relationship ended up transitioning uh, out of a partnership and into a uh, friendship and ended up traveling together through Southeast Asia for the first time for about two and a half months, which was a transformational time. That was right around the time that I started journaling and really uh, looking inward and trying to ask a lot of questions about who I am. That question came up um, and that was a really pivotal moment in my life where I was breaking away from what I was familiar with being the relationship and the life that I had built with this woman. And, began uh, examining myself and what I wanted and just even questioning what I wanted was something that I hadn't really examined. I had been in partnership for so long that I hadn't, I hadn't really considered what I wanted ever. I'd just been kind of following along the track that I'd seen siblings and loved ones and friends follow and I was doing the same up until a moment in Taiwan, somewhere in those second year there, where I was, remember it vividly, standing in the bathroom of this apartment on the 13th floor of a building in Jai, Taiwan, and uh, looking in the mirror and just being like, who the fuck am I? Who, who am I? How did I get here? What am I doing? It was strange because it, it was a surreal moment. It was like I was living this life that I, I remembered very clearly all the steps that had led me to that moment. But at, at, at that moment, looking at myself in the mirror, it's like, who am I? Like, how, how did I find myself here? How did I end up in this place with this woman? And I had the, all the answers. You know, I, I understood how I had reached that point. But at no point previously had I really questioned my path. I hadn't really ever consciously decided to do something on my own. For most of my life, I had just been following along the, the path set out to me, for me, uh, by society and by those around me, and uh, going along with uh, the will of others, getting out of the way, just being like, yeah, that sounds good, let's do that, because that was the easiest thing, especially in a big family, it's just like, uh, you know, being a peacekeeper meant getting out of the way for others and kind of walking on eggshells, and, and that had gone pretty well for me, you know, it had gone well. And then um, I was in this life and I, I discovered that I was like miserable. I was like, who am I? Why, why am I so unhappy? And it was because I had been just following along. I had never really 
consciously made any decisions of my own. I never examined what it was that I wanted. So that question, who am I? Who am I? Opened up this just chest of suppressed curiosity that I just had never, I had never opened before. And as I began to unpack that and I began to journal and examine who I was and what was important and what I really wanted in life, it was just like so many more questions blossomed. I was like, fuck, all right, this is, this is a lot. And so as I began to backpack with my partner at the time, or then transitioning partner, all these things were on my mind and there's the intensity of, of a separation looming as well as the incredible novelty of this trip through Southeast Asia where we flew into Vietnam and we're taking buses and trains all over the country and crossing borders into Cambodia, and Laos, and Thailand, and down into Malaysia. And the whole way I was reading and I was journaling and we were seeing every, every day it was new. Everything was new. And I was alongside this person that I really loved and had been in my life for five years. We've been together. And it was a strange duality of, of, uh, of safety, being alongside one another while still being separate or separating. It was, it was a surreal experience. And um, as that trip came to an end and we flew back into Chicago, it was right before Thanksgiving, and we said our, our goodbyes in the airport, and uh, and just our, our paths branched away from one another. I remember seeing her walk away after a long, teary goodbye, and just thinking, like, I might never see her again. We did end up seeing each other again uh, down the road, um, and she has a really happy life now. From, from what I understand, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy for her. I, my life would have been something much, much different had it not been for her and her encouragement and influence in um, going overseas. Going to Taiwan was something that I resisted. I was like, oh man, we're gonna be really far away from family. I don't know, a year seems like a long time to be that far away. And uh, little did I know that my entire life path would totally shift in at the time, going along with someone else's opinion. So, life's a trip. Life, life takes some strange turns, for sure. So, yeah, um, we split up. I went through the holidays with my family in just this, you know, intense, chaotic swirl of, of seeing people for the first time in a while and meeting nieces and nephews for the first time uh, who were new to the family, you know, recently born and uh, trying to meditate for the first time and, journaling, partying with friends, and just being this big, like, big question mark of life. Like, what's next? And uh, what ended up being next was I, I returned to Taiwan with my best friend, Jeff, uh, who I had met in college and played rugby with in college. And we flew back to Taiwan and landed in a different city and stayed with our friend for a time and got situated in apartments and began working as English teachers and the next two and a half years was another just wildly busy, incredibly fun chapter of my life. And even within that, I felt 
some level of uh, discontent. There was something that was missing, and I really wasn't sure it was. And I tried to find it in relationship or or uh, exercise. And you know, there was just this this sense of uneasiness or restlessness, and I wasn't sure what it was. And in the last year that I was there, I think it was. Uh, 2014 or 2015, I got a big tattoo done on my chest, uh, chest and shoulder, that I had envisioned while backpacking that first time with my ex. And uh, as I was getting the tattoo done, it was going to be multiple sessions over the course of a month. And I knew that I couldn't go to the gym, and being at the gym was a big part of my life at that time, uh, being active. And so I was like, all right, what am I going to do with my energy? So I decided to do a drawing a day for a month. And um, and I loved it. I loved it. I hadn't sat down and drawn like that since I was a teenager, maybe probably even younger than that, uh, a kid. And I fell headfirst into illustration. And uh, just haven't stopped. And that ended up leading to me returning back to Michigan and pursuing a, a career in freelance illustration or design and just trying to figure out where I fit in that world of trying to make money with my art. And uh, I was led home through my idealism of like, oh man, this is great. I love it. I can do this as a career and get paid for it. And I was living in my parents' basement as a 30-year-old, like really embodying that <laughs> that whole thing. And uh, it did not go as I had hoped it would. And I, uh, I slid into a pretty dark place in my life of just like, what the fuck? What have I done? Like, how, how did I end up here? I had all these beautiful visions for what this was going to be. And a lot of questions of value, self-value and self-worth and uh, ability came up. And I was just in the middle of this storm of unworthiness and insecurity and fear. And in the middle of that, I decided to move to North Carolina just to start fresh and found myself in Asheville, North Carolina, and I didn't know anybody. And somehow I was embraced by this place and the people here. And uh, it's been a fertile, fertile soil for me to put some roots down. And, uh, you know, the, the rest is still unclear, but I am so excited. I have arrived at a place in my life through persevering, through continuing to move down the path, even even in spite of the fogginess of it and the, the uncertainty of what is to come. I, I continued on that path, just being drawn forward by something. I wasn't sure what it was. And I have arrived at the time in my life where I, I have never felt the level of fluidity that I'm experiencing right now in returning to Asheville, of living in a place that I absolutely love with people I love and out in the woods. And I get to leave this place and I go to work and I'm surrounded by friends. I get paid to be there. And then I get to leave that and drive north to a little shop in Marshall where I'm doing a tattoo apprenticeship with a guy that I truly respect and enjoy spending time with and cultivating a career path and that's fucking incredible like it blows my mind and 
there's so many other areas of my life and relationships that I'm developing and I'm really excited about that feel so comfortable and wholesome and uh, yeah and I say this not to brag I, I don't want to brag or or come off as like oh my life is so fucking good I say it more as a way to encourage those who might be having a hard time to persevere, keep moving down the path, keep doing the things that you feel drawn to doing. And I think this is a good segue into a story that I want to share from last week. I went out to uh, breakfast with some friends on a day off to a local breakfast spot. And as we were sitting around and ordering our food and just talking and enjoying one another's company, uh, one of my one of my friends received her order, and it was um, she had ordered fried green tomatoes, and she had thought that it was going to be on a croissant that she had gotten previously, and it said it was just delicious. And she was a little disappointed that it was just the fried green tomatoes on like some some greens, I think. She was like, "Oh man, you know, the last time this came with this came with a croissant." I was like, "Well, you should just ask the waiter." Ask you know, tell him that that's what that's what she's like. Oh, I don't I don't want to I don't want to bother him. And I was like, this is this is 2020. Like we need to ask for what we truly want. You know, even if it's just a croissant, or a better job, or a more fulfilling relationship, or peace, or release from something that has been haunting us, you know, healing. What is it that we want? What do we need in our lives? And are we, are we willing to ask for that? If the universe, if life was this big, incredible restaurant where you could order whatever you could possibly imagine and it could be brought to you, would you sit quietly having received something other than that what you want? I'm not saying you have to be rude about it. She could have been really nasty, like, I, I thought that this was a, a fried green tomato sandwich on croissants, and that's not what you fucking brought, and I'm pissed and make a fucking scene. But no, she just, when they came by, she said, hey, um, you know, I, I thought that this was going to come with this croissant. Like, I, I must have misread it. And I'm like, oh, no problem. Like, that's, that's fine. Just a moment, we'll grab you one. It'll be one minute, I think is what he said. And a minute later, they came back with a croissant. And not only that, but I think... Because of the misunderstanding, I think they ended up only charging her for her coffee. <laughs> so it's like, that is a small story of just like pushing past that discomfort of, you know, someone being upset by what you ask of them and and asking, truly asking for what it is that you want. Like the life that I have right now, the place that I live, the job that I have, the creative endeavors that I'm getting to step into and relationships that I'm developing. These are all things that I have asked for. I've written them down. I've talked about them with friends over and over and over. You can ask a bunch of my friends. Like I've been talking about getting a, a tattoo apprenticeship for like probably two years. It's been on my mind and it's been in my conversations and I've been calling it in, calling it in, calling it in, but I haven't been actively pursuing it. But through me talking about it at my store back in Ann Arbor that I worked at, the Trader Joe's there, 
I met a guy who said, hey, I know someone down in North Carolina who has a tattoo shop, and I think you would get along really well with him. This is, this is what I believe is the kind of the nature of this strange thing that we're experiencing called life. Like That which we want is out there. It's waiting in the kitchen. You know, that thing that I, that croissant is fucking waiting for us. But unless we ask for it, unless we speak about it, courteously, politely, kindly, if we don't ask for it, we will never receive it. No one can read our minds. Thank God no one can read our minds. We have to communicate clearly as to what we want. And I think that the most important way to do this, the best way to do this, to get really clear on what it is that you want, is, in my experience, journaling. I, I've, I find this to be a powerful practice, and I think other people have different ways of doing it. Um, but I really believe that there's, uh, there's a lot of power in writing stuff down. It, it organizes my mind. It allows me to take the things that are like swirling around in my mind and uh, building pressure in my mind. I get to pour it onto a page, and I often feel so much more peaceful after sitting and just writing a page in a journal. So this is an invitation to you. This is 2020. Things aren't going to change unless you do. If you are in some way dissatisfied with your life or you, you know that there's something more out there for you, but you're not exactly sure how to, how to get there or what you need to do or what steps are necessary to get the thing that you want, I really encourage you to go out to a bookshop or a little used bookstore and find a nice journal, a nice little book that you, like feels good in your hand and buy a nice pen and go home and, and carve out some time this week to sit in a quiet place and just write. Just write about what's going on in your life. Write about what's important to you. Write about who you are. Write about what you want. It doesn't matter. Just get it out. Begin asking yourself questions. Take the things that are swirling around in your mind and put them on a paper. And as you build a practice of doing that, of sitting down and writing these things down and making plans and, and trying to call things in and asking for things, you will be truly delighted to see how things begin to unfold. And if they don't, you, you know, <laughs> reach out to me. Be like, Dave... I got the fucking journal, I got the pen, and I sat down and wrote, and it hasn't fucking worked yet, so fuck you, uh, you're a liar, and I'm sick of your bullshit, I burnt my journal. And if that's the case, um, you know, let's talk about it. I would love to talk about that, because clearly there's uh, something else going on that's getting in the way of that, but give it a shot. What do you have to lose? It's a much more productive way to spend half an hour than flipping through your phone and watching other people do shit. So yeah, that's my invitation to you. Go out there and ask for what you want. What is the worst that could happen? You fucking get it and you realize it's not what you want? That's great. That is contrast. That's giving you a clear signal of where to go next. 
that which we don't want, that that which doesn't feel good, shows us that something else feels better. That is the nature of life. Few things feel as good as when the pain recedes, the headache goes away, the hangover has dissipated. It's a fantastic feeling. So if you're in the midst of something that's painful, I'm sorry. But I hope that you recognize that on the other side of this is something so much better. And and the pain is going to make you appreciate that so much more. So, yeah. That's it. That's that's, uh, seems to be everything that I had to say today. I really appreciate you tuning in and listening to me talk about myself and who I think I am. I would love to hear who you are. And I, uh, I look forward to connecting with people over this and talking about what your goals are. Reach out to me. Tell me the things that you want to do. Tell me the things that you're interested in. This is, this is it. I mean, life... To the best of my understanding, this is our, our chance within our physical vessels that we are brought to this life in. We get one shot in these vesicles, in these vehicles, with these personalities that we have to experience life. I don't know what comes next. I have no idea. There's a lot of speculation. Some people say that they know. I would love to talk to those people the perspective but what I see is that we have one chance in this life to play to to experience different things and try out different forms of being and moving in the world and if you're just sitting and watching that's beautiful enjoy observing enjoy taking it in That's part of the deal. But if you feel some type of desire to do something else, to go somewhere else, to be a different version of yourself, by all means, step outside of your comfort zone. Get the fuck out there and fall on your face. I know I have. And it has only been through falling on my face and sitting in my own poopy diaper, as a dear friend once told me, that I eventually realized that I needed to get up on my own power. I needed to clean my own diaper and then get back out there. And each time that has happened, I've, I've become stronger and more aware of my own ability. And that's a great feeling. Let's talk about it. Reach out to me. And uh, until next time, my friends, have a great fucking day, great week. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Peace.